You know, I heard Skinner say the teachers will crack any minute. Skinner said the teachers will crack any minute. Purple Monkey Dishwasher. watching a lot of Simpsons yeah I've been doing all right through the pandemic yeah. uh my day job I'm a I'm essential service so uh it, nothing really changed and yes I have been watching a lot of Simpsons uh I own the first 13 seasons on DVD and my kids are seven and four and they've really latched on to it and and really really enjoy it and sometimes they they they've throw random episodes out and run up with their favorite discs and it's just in that golden era of it mm-hmm. so it's good and then sometimes they'll be like let's watch season one i'm like are you feeling okay are you, <laughs> yeah. like, are you okay are you sure yeah i know i need to watch it all right but i like leave the room so yeah it's on a, it's on a daily basis depending on what level of the house what seasons wherever you know so it's good it's good that's a that's around the age when I like started watching Simpsons too, like very early, probably four or five. And like I can that's I can remember quotes from back in the day. Like I would always go to school and say them to my friends, but not even know what they really meant. Yeah, there's <laughs> that's yeah, there is that general like there's a lot of stuff that I know is going over their head. Yeah. But I also see it as like they laugh at some of the fart humor and some mm-hmm. of just how silly Homer is. But I also see it as like, if they have a question about it or say something about it, I can at least put them in context with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's not like, it's not just them watching it on own because it's a stupid cartoon. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's I started watching when I was like 11 or 12 mm-hmm. and uh, was really hooked on it. And it became the like the Sunday ritual at our house it was like no matter what was going on it didn't matter sunday evenings we were watching the simpsons and then that extension of comfort led right into my like, young adult years when as tumultuous or crazy as things were uh i was still able to turn on cbc once a day at five o'clock and catch an episode uh-huh. and just kind of reset and and it's a it's a comfort thing and it's it's just that familiarity when things are going crazy that was that was with me too it was uh i would get off school at like 3 30 and then probably get some dinner and watch the simpsons at five like every day and that was that was my routine yeah yeah so it's yeah and they were and they the the syndicated stuff there Mm. was literally seasons three through seven through seven eight sort of Mm -hmm. but definitely definitely three through seven and uh I don't know if I had to pick a favorite season from that, it would be six. I think me too. 
Yeah, just six has so like the the writing style was all there. Conan was still involved in the show at the same time, and uh, they really f- struck that stride of starting here and ending someplace else, and that whole middle part with just so many pop culture things like like laid into everything. It's just is yeah, it's pretty much season six for me. Yeah. yeah, a lot of my favorite episodes are from season six, uh, except the Hank Scorpio episode, which is season eight. Yes, beginning of eight. Yes, I, I think uh, that's one of the best episodes. And yeah, the beginning of season eight altogether is like also it is, Yeah, it's very strong. The uh, yeah, the only move twice episode, mm-hmm. the Treehouse of Horror that's on that. Um, a lot of strong stuff came out of eight. You know, Marge is a as the the pretzel gangster yeah <laughs> it's, it's just classic you know uh, yeah it's it's all there and then like i say as soon as you kind of step 10 11 12 are, are pretty good too we like i say i own 15 it's not a very big popular one you can almost see the animation style changed and um i'm pretty sure that was a predominant area of what family guy started mm-hmm. like there's a crossover there where like if it wasn't for the Simpsons and South Park, there wouldn't be a Family Guy. But then all of a sudden, Family Guy got latched onto so huge and it just blew up. It's almost like somebody at Fox was like, why can't you be like Family Guy? And then they tried really hard and it was like, oh, it's was, it was painful. It's almost painful to watch some of the newer seasons to just because of that. Reading like, the books and, and reading up a lot on the writers and everything, I think it was more of just kind of uh, a natural like subconscious move that they need to kind of be more like edgy, more zany, like family yeah, guy. People are really, yeah. Well, and you got to look to like uh, comedy central and South park for that too. Right. Cause they pushed some envelopes. They started in 97, 98 when mm-hmm. the Simpsons were already in what their fifth or sixth year at that point, seventh year. I think they um, were seven or eight at that point. Yeah. Seven or eight. And then yeah. South park came out and, South Park after its first three seasons, yeah, they were dick and fart jokes, but they started a rhythm and then they had an audience and then it it changed in its own format too, right? But yeah, that was just kind of just where it was going for what was popular, right? You gotta look at the time as well, right? Everybody just post 9-11 yeah. needed that edgy what's gonna happen next type of thing. Shock value to a certain extent. It was weird how the time changed very quick in the 90s because even when The Simpsons first came out, it was offensive to people to have like Bart as a negative role model. Yeah. To to have him say ass or to have him say like eat my shorts was still considered offensive. Yeah, there there was a lot of kickback from that. And I do remember there being like, I was must have been in grade five or six or seven when they first came out five six or seven 91 is when they first dropped right yeah 1990 like late 1990 yeah so i'd have been like late 90 yeah 91 so i'd have been like grade five six era so yeah and i remember there being a lot of kids being like oh you you're allowed to watch that and like the awe and then some other kids being like Ugh, you're like that's not right that you yeah. get to watch that it's not good and if you look at the first two seasons they're like super tame you know what i mean like in today's standards for the adventures that go on yeah so yeah it's uh it's interesting how it did change that quick just inside of a decade 
Well, yeah, because come 98, there's like South Park where they're just kind of, I know it wasn't like marketed as an adult cartoon, but kids find their way towards the cartoons. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then you can you look even uh, to what Canada was producing around the same time. Uh, Kevin Spencer. Oh, yeah. Were, Kevin, Spencer. Kevin Spencer. Yeah. I remember it was on after South Park, I think. No. <laughs> like the chain. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. It did. It came on midnight after South Park and uh, written by another, actually co-written by an Ottawa comic, uh, Rick Kalbars here in Ottawa. And he teaches for Algonquin now. But yeah, that was real boundary pushing white. Like, whoa, yeah. just that's why it's on at midnight, you know, and it's, it was good for that. But yeah, it, it happened. Uh, it definitely pushed everybody's boundaries. Well, we're here to talk about Homer the Great, which is season six, like we were talking about, episode 12. Uh, yep. It was originally aired January 8th, 1995. Uh, notable guest stars is Patrick Stewart as number one. Yay! Uh, for people who uh, most, you know, Simpsons fans don't need an introduction to this episode. So it's the, stone, the famous Stonecutter episode. So definitely don't need an introduction here, but uh, what makes I uh, think it's Patrick. One of sorry, you go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, I think this is the first time I ever remember Patrick Stewart doing voice work, yeah. Like in my mind, like you know, he did uh, American Dad afterwards, mm -hmm. I think it was some family guy, but then American Dad, he really found it. But to me, this is like the first time. Uh, I remember being as a kid because we used to also watch Star Trek being like, oh, my God, that's Captain Picard. And yeah. I was like, you're right. It's Captain Picard. And like it was kind of a, one of the first voice recognitions I had for sure. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, no, it's OK. It's the Zoom. Um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I was talking about this with another guest, too. I always thought it was cool when they would slip uh, like notable guest stars in like that and not have them play themselves. You know, like Leonard yeah. Nimoy was in there, but he was Leonard Nimoy. You know I mean? Twice. Like, yeah, <laughs> twice. Yeah. Which were both amazing cameos as well. That's not maybe not the best example, but the, no. uh, yeah, that's, that was a good cameo. But yeah. like, it used to always be uh, like uh, Dustin Hoffman as the teacher and uh, um, uh, Meryl Streep as Jessica Lovejoy. And they would never. That's right. That's right. I thought it was pretty cool. And now it's just kind of gone to that family guy humor as well, where they bring in, like, let's say, just using him as an example, like a Donald Trump character. And they're like, this is Donald Trump. And they make fun of him instead of yeah. like having uh, Mr. Burns have Donald Trump qualities, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's, it's kind of interesting as how that's come out as a writing style. Like, yeah. we'll use it more of as a punching bag as opposed to respecting the artist. Yeah, you know, because I think you know when they write something for somebody with voice work, I feel it's definitely more of a nod than just being like, "Yeah, we're gonna bring in Matthew Perry to punch on Matthew Perry," yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't know if that says a lot about how things got more. Sorry, I got choppy there for a second, okay. but yeah, I don't know if it says a lot about like how we kind of degraded as an audience, or if it's like. Just how things are, just the style now, right? Got to yeah, punch I, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, you've uh, you've frozen a little bit. 
just me. And it might even be just my end of my internet here. You still got me in video? Yeah, I got. Yeah, probably. But uh, yeah, no, those little buggers are. Hey, okay, you're moving again. Uh, yeah, you say all those little buggers are on the internet now playing games. Buggers. Um, back in my day, children uh, <laughs> just watch The Simpsons after school. You fucks. <laughs> so, what what's your favorite part or about this episode, or what stands out to you for Homer the Great? Well. My favorite part is I think when Homer's trying to get in the club and he says like, why won't those losers get me in the, their crappy club for stupid jerks? And then they're all sitting at the table and they're ignoring grandpa. And he's like, yeah. I'm a member. I'm a member. And then he pulls out his card and he's like, yeah, sure. I'm an elk. I'm a Mason. I'm a communist. I'm the head of the gay and lesbian quality for some reason. Oh, there you go. I'm a stone cutter. That to me is just like, oh, just quintessential. Nobody's paying attention to the old person. And just <laughs> paradise. Well, uh, my favorite part of the episode, actually, I just thought of now is when they, um, when Homer announces that they should help the community. And Moe's like, he's gone drunk with power. <laughs> yeah, like that Albert Schweitzer guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man. Yeah, and then yeah, also, yeah. also when Mo goes down the slide and he gets stuck and he's like, someone get the jaws of life. Yeah. And also painting the building a lovely sky blue. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> this helicopter, like, oh yeah. No, it's it, yeah. Also, also the stone of shame and stone of triumph. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, uh, it's it's all like you say, it's one of those classic ones. But yeah, the uh, even off the hop, like being a contractor myself, when the contractor's down there, it's like it's gonna be a couple of weeks before I get parts. That's <laughs> if I, I order them today, which I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> it's just right from the go, like you know, just. Oh, okay. And they just sit there. What are you going to do? Put a pan down there and it just floats away. You're yeah. Like, oh. yeah. <laughs> just surly, surly contracting. But yeah. And it's, when, uh, he, when he fixes it, it's just like a simple like turn of a wrench. Yeah. Just like, yeah. yeah. There you go. Plus the uh, plus the handshake they do. Yeah. Ooh, and they pull up the t-shirt. And shit. That's, that's trippy because the um, the Masons actually have a handshake. Like when you meet another brother from the Masonic Lodge, yeah, there is a handshake that when you shake hands, you know each other Masons. Also, they also wear pinky rings with the Masonic symbol on it, right? So as long as you shake your hand in a certain way, you're going to get that better business deal. And that was like, I was like, what's that? Like, it, it recurred to me younger. And then as you rewatch the episode, you understand more of what these business societies were about. You're like, oh, they're making fun. It's such great satire. That was stuff that was already happening, right? And it just kind of, kind of, it ages well. Yeah. Well, when I, this was a good example of like when I first saw this episode. I would have been like probably five or six and I had no clue what the whole reference was even to. Yeah. Like I just thought, yeah, Homer joins a weird special club and uh, yeah. they don't want him in there. Like, 
And then yeah, even, they don't want- and then even going back that and watching it as a teenager when I got all the jokes and like like the whole we do song changes when they're like who controls the oscar night like everything <laughs> like it's, oh yeah all these things are like hey yeah right and, and they're yeah. making fun of just every secret society they could it's not just that they poke fun at the masons they you know, like you said when when grandpa lists off like i'm an elk i'm a mason i'm a communist yeah. it's all these things blended together and you're like oh man at least at least whatever it was but yeah i think i was uh you said 95 when this first came out? Yeah, 95. So I was 15 when this first came out. So I was just learning about the secret societies and, and the underworkings of those groups. And uh, I was just like, whoa, someone's going to get killed for this episode, right? Yeah. You know, make somebody disappear. And I'm like, could they, though? And as you look at it older, you're like, nah, they're too busy making too much money, right? <laughs> so, yeah. I was four when this episode came out, <laughs> and so I had no idea. You were like, hey, juice, yeah. fun Pro- time. Probably watched it when I was like five or six. Yeah, yeah, so. there you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah, no, this is, this one, uh, this episode always reminds me of my younger brother, who, uh, we just, that song and everything, and we saw it together. For the first time and every time i watch this episode i think of my brother carl uh also he wanted to become uh, a mason for like the longest time and you have to be sponsored by like the rules are you can't you gotta like save somebody's life or you gotta like have somebody in there already those yeah. are like legit rules secret societies or a, a lodge you have to have somebody who like will not even that you have to have them sponsor your membership for like three or four years yeah and like if you own a business they're like you have to offer everybody who comes to your business that is a mason like super like cutthroat deals but and for the first three or four years right and then once you become a member you get all their business stuff back so it's like a real you know like shut yeah so it always reminds me of my brother carl so uh so I've, I'd like to list off uh, most of the cultural references that are in the episode. Um, so obviously, the entire episode is based on Masonic conspiracy theories. Uh, in the beginning, the General Lee from the Dukes of Hazard can be seen in the traffic jam. <laughs> nice. Uh, the couch gag is, yeah, the couch gag in this episode is a parody of MC Escher which was them running up the stairs, running up the sideways stairs. Oh, the, yeah, that, that, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, Homer says when he puts the paint can on the car, says all you have to do is follow the yellow drip road, which is obviously a <laughs> Wizard of Oz reference. Yeah. Um, Lisa telling Homer to beware of the, the Ides idols of March. Of, Ides of March. Yeah. Um, William Shakespeare. Um, Homer, oh, this is, this is the funniest one to me. Homer's underwear being thrown in the crate of fire, which looks like the Ark of the Covenant yes. <laughs> from the Raiders of the Lost Ark. And the ghosts that come out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. I told, I totally forgot about it until you said the underwear bit. I was like, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fu- there's a, there's a lot of references. 
there's a lot of references in every single episode. There's like a good eight or nine cultural references. I have some questions for you to, to test your knowledge on this episode. Sure. They're just fun little trivia, and I and I make them hard because like everyone knows the easy ones. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I chose the episode rightfully so. Yeah. What are uh, Lenny and Carl's stone cutter numbers? Uh, 14 and <sighs> that's right. 22. Nice. Nice. Carl, Carl's number 14. You got that right. But Lenny's number 12. Lenny? Lenny's number 12. Number 12. Yeah. Oh. Do you know right. what Mr. Burns? You know his? He was uh 29 or 27 or something. Oh, you were right, yeah. man. 29. Yeah. And, 29. Uh, okay, yeah, right. Uh, and Homer's. 908. Yeah. So that was pretty good, man. You only yeah. got you only got Lenny's wrong and it wasn't off by much. Uh, name three items on Homer's revenge list. Oh, uh, there's one like, is the water slide he got stuck in. Yep. Uh, one is the plumber he put down. Yeah. Uh, one is Bart. Yep. There's three right there. All right, there you go. I know there's something else. Oh, uh, Bush, President Bush was on there too. There's the Bill of Rights. Isn't he? Uh, there's Darwin, Billy Crystal, God, and the <laughs> Emmys, Crystal? and the Emmys. The Emmys. <laughs> uh, right on. <laughs> uh, you already answered this question. Uh, what four clubs does Grandpa belong to? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he's, yeah. he's a Mason. He's a communist. He's an LGBTQ president chapter. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, he says. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. And how long will it take to get the parts for the leak? Oh, it was, uh, it was two weeks. Yeah, two to two, three, weeks. three weeks. Two to three weeks, yeah. 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 Uh, the whole episode wraps up perfectly when they just like what if we don't want to be stone cutters anymore, anymore. yeah <laughs> they just give up all their tradition and they're just like we're going to start the club of no homers yeah it's just going right back to his childhood trauma <laughs> yeah and and they let in homer glumplet they let him in. yeah <laughs> there's no homers you're allowed Murs. to have one yeah one, yeah, it's just, just beautiful that they would just like throw it all to the wind and just get rid of the guy. Uh, well played, it's well played, isn't yeah. It, isn't it in like a Baskin Robbins or something, too? Yeah, Where they the sign up and then they put a sign up that says abandoned store, abandoned like, store, yeah. <laughs> Nothing's happening here. And you can hear Barney be like, yeah, you know, this is way better than our stone cutter hall. He's just like, <laughs> I need an abandoned ice cream store. Like, Jesus. <laughs> like, just, just proves that anybody can drink anywhere and be cool with it. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's that's a little meta joke there. As long as there's, like, beer. Yeah. They don't care that they're in a store or whatever. <laughs> Homer just wants to reenact the Civil War with monkeys, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and even marge calls him out onto it you can't be 
doing it with these globa monkeys. You're gonna yeah. get parasites. <laughs> even even the very end, like the very last line of the episode where Marge is like, okay, Bart, that's enough. It's Lisa's turn. <laughs> slap 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 yeah that's yeah, no, good that's good oh i'm so glad the show exists you know what i mean but i'm back cool do you yeah. do you like any episodes like do you have any in your mind that you could think of post like season 12 like do you still watch post? it to this day like do you still go back I, and no i'm not a religious watcher to this day um yeah. i do really i did really enjoy the movie uh the movie was great yeah. um I honestly haven't like I'm a I'm a Star Wars fan, right? Yeah. Obviously, but like I haven't brought myself to like continually pay for Disney Plus yeah. because I the only thing I want I really want to see is like The Mandalorian, and then I'll just take my 30 day trial when it's all out, and then you know you know I own everything on Disney Plus, so it, it hasn't really been compelling to me to buy the dvd or to watch past what i own yeah so i don't have anything past it no maybe maybe the one where um uh marge's sister finally like adopts a chinese baby oh yeah and goes, and goes to china i thought that was kind of cool because they just pull all sorts of references in and like you know no uh no no hen without cock, right? There's a lot of, there's a few zippies in that, but yeah, I can't really say I've watched much past 15, so. so I have Disney Plus, so I can watch like all seasons, one to 30, and I yeah. never really thought of getting the DVDs again, because I used to have them, but now I really want them back, because I'd love to listen to that commentary, and uh, I don't want the episodes to be censored. Like, if they end up getting censored for whatever reason, they take a Pluto episodes out or whatever, then I don't get to watch yeah. them anymore. Yeah, so. that's a big thing, right? Like, because they pulled the Michael Jackson episode. Yeah, which is right. one of my favorite episodes, too. So. Yeah, like, Lisa, it's your birthday. Yeah. That's like, come on. And you knew it was him, but they couldn't give his voice credit back then. Yeah. But yeah, you know, yeah. So that's just it. Disney's showing you a world of what they just want you to, like, oh, we're the moral police here says yeah. a corporation whose mouse is an evil mascot right like yeah so yeah no it's definitely it, and like i say with the internet what it is here like it's much better to just be able to not worry about it and see whatever i want from one to 15 and it's good you know yeah yeah so but yeah like it would be i would i think i would buy them but i think it would have to be like really cheap on amazon oh you yeah i was me? i was thinking more like going to a garage sale and finding yeah or a know, some store. shop or something yeah and finding yeah some DVDs. Just, just like ten dollars will take five seasons you <laughs> yeah know, like, exactly yeah. <laughs> it's sweet and i'll buy that pellet gun on the wall <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah i'll take the walk. red rider up on the wall yeah, yeah. exactly red rider <laughs> But I'm not stupid. I'm gonna grab those defensive glasses over there. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, good. All right. Well, thanks for joining me, man. This was fun, and I'll no, probably I have you good. probably have you back for another episode if you want to think of another episode we could talk about. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll yeah, let's totally do that in the future, man. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Chris. Uh, no problem, it. buddy.
Take it easy. Peace, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purple Monkey Dishwasher, a Simpsons podcast brought to you by Comedy Here Often and AB3 Comedy. Follow both on Facebook and all other social media, and check out some of the other podcasts available on the network. Also, a special thank you to Ricky Brandt from Cacao for providing us with our outro music. Check him out at Cacao Official on Instagram.